Hello, friends. It's me, the president of Chickenlandia. Did you know that I have a new book that is now available for purchase? You heard that right. It's called Let's All Keep Chickens, The Down-to-Earth Guide to Natural Practices for Healthier Birds and a Happier World. It's now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, and more. For more information on how you can grab your copy, just click the link in the show notes. It's so exciting, I can barely handle it. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Chickenlandia's 100% friendly podcast, Bok Talk. This show will help you learn all about how backyard chicken keeping can be fun, entertaining, and stress-free. Here's your host, the president of Chickenlandia! Hello, friends. Welcome to Chickenlandia, and welcome to Bok Talk, your 100% friendly backyard chickens show. I have a special interview for you today. I had another opportunity to chat with Heather Levin, who, if you remember, because I chatted with her in the summer, she is the founder of thegreenestacre.com, the Chicken Health Academy, and last summer she held the very first Backyard Chicken Keepers Summit. She has a ton of expertise in giving herbs to chickens for their health and happiness, Um, and we get more into that in this episode than we did in the last episode. If you want to learn more about how Heather, you know, got into this whole chicken game, go and listen to that first podcast that I recorded with her. It's a bonus episode in season four, and then come back and listen to this one because it is full of great information as well as a special deal for you. As always, this podcast was brought to you by the folks at My Favorite Chicken, and the folks at Small Pet Select. So definitely check out those links in the show notes for all of your chicken needs and to support the show. Without further ado, here is the interview. Nice to speak with you again. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're able to join again. I, You know, the last podcast we did together, it was a very popular podcast. Um, and in that one, we talked about like your kind of origin story, how you got into all this. And, you know, if if anyone wants to learn about how, you know, Heather got to be doing what she's doing right now, you can go check out that first podcast. It was in season four. And I have no idea what I named it because I I never remember the title. <laughs> well, I think you titled it because that was right before the Backyard Chicken Summit started which was that started june the 12th so i think it was like the week or two before that 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 podcast aired so i feel like you titled it something about the backyard chicken summit it was like top herb for chicken plus a special oh yeah that's right or something Mm -hmm. so yeah something like that like (laughs) look (laughs) (laughs) you will find it so i want to ask you like how so okay Tell us, it was a big event, okay, that we were talking about in the last podcast. Tell us what it was and how that went, because I'm curious. I I participated in it, you know, I was I was in it, but I'm just wondering, like, how you felt that that went. The, um, so in June, I organized the very first Backyard Chicken Summit. It's just for people with small backyard flocks. 
And it was amazing. We had 17 presenters. Your presentation was amazing. You talked about fermenting and sprouting. It was so, I mean, there, people had such a positive response to your presentation. Um, so we, we ended up having close to 5,600 attendees. And it was, it was fun. It was like, it was three days. And wait a minute, was, what? You had 5,600? We had 5,600 people register for the summit. Wow. Which was, yeah, it was amazing. So the next one is going to be the first week of March. Um, I think it's slated for the fourth through the sixth. So we're going to have a lot of the same people. I would love, love, love for you to come back. Um, so we're going to have some of the same presenters and some new people coming in. And I've just, I have all these grand plans for the next one. <laughs> oh, great. Well, I'm excited about that. I was just like, you know, and I kind of talked about this last time. I would, I didn't really know what to expect. I hadn't really heard of you, to be honest, before then you contacted me and I was like, okay, who, you know, who is this? Who is this? <laughs> And well, that's I, like that's so common because I'm not I don't really do any social media. Um, I just I don't have time and it's just not I don't feel like that's really where I shine. So I just really put my focus on my list. So I'm not really like out there on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. Like I'm so yeah, contacting all the speakers, they were like, Who are you? <laughs> well, I think it's amazing that you're able to do what you do without being on social media because these days, that is like, that's like no small feat. Like, that's huge. Yeah, it's I just had, a, you know, when I first started my business, I was I was trying to do all the things I was on TikTok, and I was making Instagram posts multiple times a day. And it just really left me feeling drained. And I loved oh, yeah. I loved connecting with people and answering people's questions. But for some reason, those formats don't, they just don't align with who I am. So I made the decision to just stop. And I figured businesses have been doing business without social media for thousands of years. There has to be a way to do it. So I've been able to like grow my list using and just connecting like us doing these podcasts and, you know, being on people's summits. And so there's plenty of ways to find people that, you know, want to learn more about herbs and chickens. And I just don't happen to want to use social media to get there. Well, it's amazing. I'm glad we met. We've become friends and we've connected over, at, you know, natural chicken health. Um, and oh. so last time we talked about using oregano for chickens because oregano is a big one. Like if I, I feel like if you can just use one herb. Yeah. So oregano is definitely where to start. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I've started, you know, I have a thing, you know, we talk, I talk a little bit about, about essential oils. Whenever I talk about essential oils, some people get upset, you know, but I, <laughs> I don't generally, I do not put essential, you know, I'll use essential oils in the coop, like gentle ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't generally put them on my chickens or in my chickens unless it's in some kind of formula, like highly diluted in a a highly diluted way. Um, But since I talked to you, I have been giving my chickens um, oregano oil and I wanted to talk to you about it because I'm like, am I doing this right? Like, it's just basically I'll just do like one drop and I I mix it with a little bit of egg yolk and some water and in a 
in a lot because I have a, a big old flock. So mm-hmm. I'll put, you know, eggs and give them some water on the hot day and kind of mix it all together. But I'll mix like one drop of oregano oil in with the eggs and it ends up being mm-hmm. in like almost a gallon of water. Okay. Yeah. That's about the ratio you want to stick with. If you're using the oil, do one drop per gallon. Yeah. And it's amazing. I'm always like, should I put more in here? You're like, I have that. Yeah, I know. Just like more is better. You know mm-hmm. how it is. Like, yeah, <laughs> more is better. But, yeah. you know, it's kind of like homeopathics where, um, you know, and homeopathics are very different from herbs. They're very different from, um, definitely essential oils. Um, but they, the substance that they contain is so minute that you would think of it mainly as like just kind of the vibration of that substance. And it's not that more is better, but that the body responds better to this minute level of this substance. So I I have to like, keep, you know, keep control over myself. (laughs) Don't put more because... It's yeah, for sure. When when it comes to it, I mean, there's so many herbs that you really don't have to worry about doing doing too much. Um, most of what I teach, I, I teach people to use either fresh or dried herbs and essential oils. That's definitely something that you want to like rein it in when it comes to, yes. you know, don't, <laughs> especially with oregano, because the oregano is so potent. So you definitely just want one one drop per gallon and and no more than that. Yeah, I put a drop of oregano oil under my tongue at one time. Oh, yeah. Ouch. (laughs) Nope. Not recommended. I'll tell you, though, is that's the oregano oil is the one essential oil that I don't go anywhere without because it's so good at treating food poisoning. So I pretty I keep it in my car just in case I'm out with my family and one of us gets sick from something. It has stopped us from getting food poisoning so many times. So oh, yeah, wow. for in cases like that, I mean I know that doesn't really have anything to do with chickens, but it's uh that's definitely one to keep on hand to travel with. Well, that's a good that's good advice. Good advice. <laughs> uh, and just so everyone knows, we're not doctors. <laughs> yeah, we're totally not. <laughs> just talking about our experience. <laughs> All right. So we talked about oregano last time today and we, and we ended up talking about it so much that we didn't talk about anything else. So And that was like last time I had a whole list of herbs I wanted to talk to talk about and we we went down the rabbit hole of oregano. <laughs> yes. So I would love for you to talk about some other herbs that you love for chickens and I know there's many so I decided okay, well let's just talk about the top Three, aside from oregano, because that's definitely probably would be number one. Um, So three other herbs that you feel like are great for chickens and you want to share that knowledge. And I'll just kind of give you the floor and you can tell us, uh, you know, tell us all about it. Yeah. So the first herb I would love to talk about um, is actually a spice. It's turmeric. And there has been so much research coming out. It's, it's not really research. The United States doesn't have a lot of scientific research when it comes to using herbs and spices with chickens. But in other countries, um, they're actually devoting a lot of money into doing research, um, especially especially with broilers. So turmeric is a, is one spice that I'm super excited about because it it shows so much promise in helping chickens cope with heat stress 
And there have been multiple studies that come out showing that adding turmeric to your chicken's feed on a consistent basis can help um, just to help their heart and their systems cope with the stress uh, during during the heat of summertime. Um, so you it's said also- add it to their, just to clarify, because you cut out a little bit, but you said to add it to their feed, because I originally thought you said add it to their feet. And oh. <laughs> okay, in a pace? Their feet. It's no, probably no, good for it's, their feet, you know. And yeah, that's actually, I had a wonderful aha moment about turmeric, which I'll share with you in just a minute about chicken feet, but I'll save that for a second. But going back to how to give it to them, you can just sprinkle um, one or two teaspoons on their dry feet and mix it up. Um, that is a great way to get them, you know, it's just on a daily basis. If you're in a hurry, just sprinkle it over. A better way to give it to them is if you soak your feed 12 hours uh, before you put it out, just soak your feed in water. Um, you're not pushing, you're not giving your chickens a full ferment because that's going to take three days. But just by soaking their feed overnight, you're going to open up more nutrients and it's going to be easier for your chickens to digest the feed if you soak it. So having the feed wet when you give it to them, the turmeric is going to stick to the feed better. So they'll actually get more more of the spice in them if if the food is wet. Or you can bake like a casserole or if you give your chickens yogurt or anything that's just wet and cooked, you can just throw some turmeric in there and that will help them get more of that into their system. Because a lot of times if you when you sprinkle it just on the dry feed, some of it's going to sift to the bottom. You know, it's not going to really stick. So they won't get nearly as much when you put it just directly on dry feed. When we when we get off this recording, I'm going to immediately bake my chickens a casserole. <laughs> you should dump put a lot of turmeric in there yes. that will help them so much so the, the aha moment i had it i was actually one of my members with chicken health academy she's having a problem with bumblefoot in one of her chickens so i was i was reading about garlic because garlic is such a great antimicrobial and it's antibacterial that's one one of the herbs i wanted to talk about But I was like, you know, when you're chopping garlic and if you have a cut on your finger, it's going to really sting. Well, I was was thinking like if we could put garlic on that, you know, once she has pulled the the hardened plug out of her chicken's foot, if we could put garlic in there, that would completely speed healing and ensure that it doesn't get get infected. But that's really going to hurt. You know, if you think about how much like putting garlic in that open wound would hurt. So I... I stumbled upon a study and I wrote it down. Where was it? We can put it in the uh, show notes if you have a link to it. Yeah, I did. It's still up here. Oh, so it was a 2019 study in, in the journal Burns. And they were talking about, these researchers were talking about how they infused honey with garlic for, I mean, and you, that's easy to do. You would just put fresh cloves of garlic in honey and let it sit for about a month. So the yeah. honey is going to pull all those compounds out from the garlic. So they were talking about how amazing this honey, this garlic infused honey was in speeding healing for burns and wounds. So it got me thinking like, why couldn't we do that on something like bumblefoot? Because bumblefoot's caused by staph and garlic is especially potent against against the staph bacteria. So if you 
combined the garlic and the honey because honey is antimicrobial and honey's going to help speed healing. Anyway, I was just thinking like honey would be able to, if you used the honey, it's going to help get all those compounds into the chicken's foot and you just wrap it up. And I just was sitting there. I was like, that would work. Like, I don't see why it wouldn't, you know? Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I think that's going to work. Uh, Bumblefoot this year is everywhere. Um, it's for whatever reason, very, very common this year, maybe because it's been so hot and dry and, you know, chicken jumps off the perch or wherever they are onto very dry shavings or dry, um, wood chips or whatever. I have it in my flock right now. It is such a pain. And, um, that's why I started using the oregano, uh, oil because I was like, you know, I mean, part of it's it's localized you have the, the 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 staph infection you know or the the infection going on but there's a reason why you know when chickens can't when their body can't naturally fight off that infection there's you know i would say work on their their systems you know their whole system to kind of bring that resilience up so that you don't have that running through your flock because it can be contagious at some level. So, so yeah, I'm dealing with that right now and I haven't talked about it on my channel because I'm so frustrated and I <laughs> just like, you know, maybe I'll talk about it once it's over. I know. <laughs> you know, it can take a while to get, mm -hmm. to get it out of your flock. So mm -hmm. anyway, we kind of like, um, you know, took a little side road there, but uh, turmeric, you say turmeric, I say turmeric you know, let's all get along. <laughs> <laughs> Neither's wrong. <laughs> uh, that I had not considered because I take turmeric every single day. Yeah, I do too. I like a couple high dose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's um, so great for reducing inflammation. Yeah. And another thing is like, when I was talking to my students about turmeric and its ability to help with heat stress tends because you know, a lot of, a lot of hens stop laying when the, when it gets super hot, they just, their bodies need that energy to help stay cool. So they'll either slow up on their laying or stop entirely. Yeah. So another one of my members was saying that once she started uh, giving her chickens turmeric, they started laying again. They had stopped, you know, when it was super hot out just a few weeks ago. They completely stopped laying. So she started them on turmeric and they started laying again. So oh, wow. I, I started looking for proof, you know, trying to like, because I knew that it could probably help with that, but I didn't have proof that yeah. it would actually work. So I did found, I did find some studies showing that um, heat stressed hens can definitely stop laying during the heat. Um, and then turmeric, because it's such a potent anti-inflammatory it can help them just restart laying by toning all that inflammation back down. And that was, gosh, I had a note for that one too. I'm trying to think of what study that was. I guess I didn't write that one down. That's all right. Oh yeah. No, that was a, yeah, that was a 2020 study in poultry science. So showing that inflammation can disrupt laying and nutrient absorption. Oh. So giving your chickens an anti-inflammatory like turmeric could help them start laying again, you know, just because just a, it's going to help reduce all that inflammation. Okay. Well, great. Great. Uh, that was good, good information there. So what's the next 
herb you would like to discuss? Well, I wanted to also talk about garlic because that's such a that's such a wonderful herb. And it's so easy to give to your chickens. Like really the best way to give your chickens garlic is to crush it or roughly chop it and just put it in their water and change out the cloves every couple of days. Okay. But people, I mean, people have been using garlic for thousands of years because it's such a antibacterial powerhouse and it's antiseptic and antimicrobial and antifungal. It's like anti-everything. <laughs> yeah. But like we said, so it's, it's, it is potent against staph, but also salmonella and candida. So if you oh. can keep your chickens on this all the time, um, it's just going to help boost their immune system and help them better, be better able to resist these, you know, illnesses and disease. And like, like any herb, um, most herbs are not going to work overnight. So it's like, if you suddenly start giving your chickens garlic for a condition, they're probably not going to get better the next day. I mean, herbs take time to get into your system. That's why just starting your chickens on just a basic routine of oregano and garlic and turmeric, just giving that to them every single day is definitely going to help boost their health and, and prevent a lot of disease that backyard chicken keepers see on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, that's the tough part. Like when you're doing everything, you know, and I mean, I, I acknowledge that there's a time and a place for synthetic medication. I certainly have used it before. I've used antibiotics on one of my, on my chickens before, not my whole, I would have never given my entire flock antibiotics. Um, and I don't advise that unless you're under the care of a licensed veterinarian. Um, but, you know, with herbs, there's, a, you know, it's about, mainly it's about prevention and about building resilience. You know, you want to give them a good foundation so that you don't have to deal with issues that can come up, you know. And of course, we can use, there's definitely natural things that we can do, but in general, it's not going to work. It's not like taking an Advil for a headache, you know, it's just... It, it just doesn't work like that. You know, it, ta- it takes time. These things take time to work. So, yeah, I just keep trying to remind people like this is about uh, creating a good foundation for your chickens so that they yeah, can absolutely. the environment around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed like since, you know, when I when I first got my very first flock of chickens, it seemed like I was battling something all the time. It's like somebody was always getting sick with something. Yeah. And it's like when that light bulb went off, because I had already been studying herbs and was I was giving my family a lot of these herbs that I talk about. I'm like, why can't I be doing this with my chickens? Yes. And it's like since I since I started doing this years ago and I've learned more about which different herbs are going to be the most effective. I mean, I'm not saying my chickens never get sick because they're I mean, somebody's always going to get sick occasionally. But my the rate of illness I see in my flock has gone down dramatically. I mean, it's, it's a rare occurrence now when, when one of my chickens gets sick with something. So it, it can, I, you know, it really has a positive effect. It's just you have to be consistent and you have to give yeah. it time. And that's where, to be very honest, um, that's where I struggle is with that consistency. You know, I have a flock that is very open. Um, you know, I bring in chickens from all kinds of places. I have... <laughs> chickens with chronic illness and with, uh, you know, other issues going on. 
And so because of that, I deal with more than what, you know, just somebody with four or five chickens that that they they raise them as babies. They've been in the same spot. They haven't brought Mm -hmm. other chickens in. They don't take in rescue chickens. Like I just absorb way more risk. Mm, yeah. So I need to, you know, even with the oregano oil, it's like I was doing it. And then I was like, oh, I need to do that today. And then uh, I get 10,000 emails from my kid's school. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I found is like, because I, um, I mean, you can also be adding the fresh or dried oregano to their feed. Yeah. But even okay. just having these herbs planted around your yard or like in the run or, you know, on the outside of the run, but so that the the herb can grow through the fence so they don't completely destroy the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and just letting them pick it as they need it. Because every morning I go outside with my coffee and I'm watching because my chicken's free range. I've got a flock of about 33 mm-hmm. and they're walking all around the yard and I have I have herbs just planted willy-nilly everywhere. And so I'll see them walking around and they'll take a little nibble of oregano or a little nibble of basil or fever few, or it's like whatever they feel like they need, they'll just come and get it. So if you have those herbs accessible to your chickens and just let them eat it as they need it, that's like an, that's just an easy way to continue to build that good foundation of health um, and, and get all those positive benefits without having to constantly remember like, oh, I need to give them turmeric and garlic and blah, blah, yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. just let them kind of self-medicate if you have it, you know, accessible and okay. and they will. I mean, I just, I see my, my crew doing that all the time, just as they circle the house, they're just, they take, they take what they need. Yeah. I had more of a setup like that at my old place, but since we've moved to the new place, it's like, and of course, you know, we've been here like two years, mm-hmm. but I still am like, I feel like it just takes time. Like I'm still yeah, sure. setting everything up. And mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I know. Life, life happens. <laughs> All right. Do. So the, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt you? Oh, no, I was just going to say that um, garlic is also like if if you're going to start giving your chickens garlic because it's so good about at combating um, candida. Like I've had it seems like a sauerkraut is another thing that I'm seeing a lot of in with my members in Chicken Health Academy. So if you if you are having a chicken with sauerkraut, like try giving them garlic on, you know, as like a tea or dried garlic in their feed, because it's so good at combating the candida yeast, which is pretty much what causes sauerkraut. If you can combine that with turmeric and chamomile as well, that that can be a really effective treatment for sauerkraut. Oh, well, there's a good tip. There's a good tip. Yeah, garlic's amazing. This it, It can help in so many ways. But yeah, just giving giving it daily can can, you know, like you said, create that great foundation of, of good health and immune boosting. Great. Okay. So turmeric, garlic, what is your third pick? My, my number three is nettle, stinging nettle. Ooh, and no, I, I love this. Growing all over the place where I live. Oh, yay. Well, this is so good. Nettle is one of my favorite herbs. And as you can probably guess, it, it stings. Yes. <laughs> it is, I if you to touch it, it one year and I got very cranky. Yeah, it, <laughs> it does not feel good. It kind of feels like a bee sting. But the, the little hairs that are on the stalk contain, um, I think it's called formic acid and also histamine. Um, and what that's what gives it its distinctive sting. But if you wear gloves when you're harvesting nettle, I mean, it's not it you know, it's not going to go through the gloves, but once it's dried and, or once it's cooked, those little hairs fall off 
and it's, you know, it's completely safe to eat, but chickens will not, you know, I've got, I've got stinging nettle growing everywhere around here and my chickens never touch it. They learned, they learned early on, that's not an herb (laughs) to eat raw, Ah. but once it's dried, like they'll eat it, you know, they'll eat it right up. Okay. I think Mm. next year I'll go and pick it. I did wear gloves, but they were crappy gloves, I think. (laughs) 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 Because I was like, oh no, my fingers are stinging. And then I was like, yeah, no, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I take that as another kind of layer of anti-inflammatory, you know, another anti-inflammatory thing. And then it's also supposed to be really good for people with allergies, I guess, because of that histamine. Yeah. And also when you, if, you know, if, I mean, chickens can get joint pain, but especially any human with arthritis or regular joint pain, nettle, um, if you purposely sting yourself with the nettle, that can really help reduce the joint pain that, you know, people experience if they have arthritis or something. Oh, it's, see, it's that's really... what I was trying to do. Although I don't have arthritis. So. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on some wood. Um, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I have one chicken. She is very old, very, I don't even know how old she is. And she's a standard size chicken. And she's got these like kind of bumps on her and they're pretty big. Like initially I thought it was bumblefoot on her, on her feet. And, you know, maybe it's gout, but it kind of doesn't look like that either. Um, So I wonder if she's just got some kind of, you know, just as a super old chicken, some kind of inflammation going on. Doesn't seem to bother her at all. She's. Oh, she still gets around. around, Okay. You know, (laughs) maybe it's like some kind of you know i mean you never know like a a viral kind of wart thing you you never know what what could be going through the through the flock what could be possible um and generally you know because i have so many really old chickens and so many rescues like if something if i notice something and it's not really bothering them especially if i don't know like what it is Mm -hmm. i'll kind of just keep an eye on it and so but I'm wondering, you know, when you brought up the thing about uh, arthritis, inflammation, you know, maybe getting some nettles into her diet. Certainly. Yeah, because, yeah, because nettles are are kind of like a, a wonderful little vitamin that nature gives us because they're high in vitamins K and C. They're really high in iron, which is why I give my chickens nettle during molting season because it's so great at replenishing the blood. Um, Nettle also has a lot of calcium in it. So it's just great to keep on hand to give your chickens dried or you can saute it. I mean, sauteed nettle is really good. (laughs) I just do mine in olive oil with some salt and lemon. Um, But most of the time for my chickens, I I give it to them dried, just crumbled in their feed and, and they eat it, you know, they don't even blink. So that's a, it's a great herb to grow if you, you know, it spreads really easily. So if you, I mean, I started off with one tiny plant of nettle and now it's, <laughs> it's all over the place, Oh, wow. but I use a, I use a lot of it. So I don't, I don't mind it spreading, but it's definitely, if you have a smaller yard, you definitely want to keep it like in a pot because it will, it will grow abundantly. Oh yeah. We've got, you know, we've got five acres. We've got about two and a half acres that are flat, you know, just flat kind of pasture um, and then we have two and a half wooded acres. And in that wooded 
area is just nettles. Like when they start to come in the springtime, it's just covered. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's great, but also my kids, you know, like they can't really run through there in shorts and stuff. Yeah. 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 That's like our place with blackberries. We've got, we have 10 acres here and I'm going to, I need to go out there and bush hog because the blackberries are just taking over. Like, Oh, we have those too, but I love, I will literally gorge. Like I I go on a walk every day. I try to do like three miles and I, I'm like eating blackberries all the time. I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, but anyway, um, okay. So I would love to just sit here and talk to you for hours and hours about all your knowledge about all the different herbs and all the natural things that you do for your chickens to help with their health. But I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to do it, but I can't. I would like to know, I know that you have something exciting coming up. Um, and I want to hear about it. And this would be a way for if my listeners, because I know my listeners would be interested in this stuff. This would be a way for them to get more information and to learn more about herbs and all this natural, all the natural things you can do for the health of your chickens. So tell me about the exciting thing you have coming up. So my membership, Chicken Health Academy, um, I am opening it up for open enrollment during the month of September. So anybody who wants to join can come check it out for just a dollar. And that this everything in the membership is open. So there are, I think I've got nine learning modules and maybe 55 to 60 lessons in there. So all of that, you can come check it out and start learning for a dollar. And then if you decide to stay in the program, it's the membership fee is $25 a month. Um, But we, every month we do like a live workshop. I call it coffee and chickens hour where we just, you know, people, anybody who wants to show up can come. I do a presentation. Um, I, the one I did on Monday was about understanding um, pre and probiotics for your chickens. So I always do some kind of like educational presentation. Then we'll just sit and chat chickens and ask questions and, you know, see what's working with our flock and what's not working and figure it out. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So that's just one of the things that we do in Chicken Health Academy to keep learning from each other because the people who are in Chicken Health Academy, they know so much. And it's in the Facebook group. There's a private Facebook group just for members. People are always asking questions and getting tons of answers from everybody else. So it's it's a really great place for all of us. Like I'm always learning new things from my members. So it's just a really supportive, fun community to to come learn more about natural chicken keeping. So that's that's our fun September thing that we've got going on, a dollar to get in. Well, that is amazing. I know that, you know, I mean, I get a lot of emails from people and they need help. And I I can't answer every single email. Like I basically have to limit it to what I'm going to talk about on my on my podcast. <laughs> Um, but I feel bad because I know what it's like when you go out into the chicken yard and all of a sudden there's this sick chicken and you don't know what to do. Yeah, it's the worst feeling. And then you get on Google and it's like you spend an hour or two just looking for answers and you don't know if what you're reading is true or if it's good advice. And I mean, that's just really heartbreaking. I mean, we've all been in that situation. And oh, that's yeah. that's the whole reason why I started this program to put all this good information in one place. So yeah. it's like, 
this is where you can go. You can go Chicken Health Academy. I, there's a lot of um, lessons in there on treating emergency situations. So stopping traumatic bleeding or setting a broken leg. And then I also talk about the top 10 most common chicken illnesses and diseases. And I'm always adding to that every, every month I'm adding new lessons and new modules. So it's just, yeah, it's just a place where people can go get help and learn in, in one central spot. And yeah. And I feel like, cause I've been in there, I've been in there kind of lurking around <laughs> um, and I have, to me, it seems like a very friendly place. And also like what drives me nuts is like when people, people will go onto whatever social media group. And I'm in another Facebook group that I actually really like because it's very well moderated, but I've seen instances where it's like, someone will be like, oh, my chicken is sneezing. And then people will come in and say, you need to cull your whole flock or you need to burn your coop down yeah. or you need to, yeah. it's just like you are scaring the daylights out yeah. of this person like mm-hmm. and it's not true like don't yeah. say that yeah yeah there's there's definitely some people that take an alarmist approach to chicken illnesses and it, it doesn't have to be that way there's like very few instances where you have to take that kind of like drastic action yeah and that's the thing with with using these herbs if you can get into the habit of you know, just doing just a handful of super simple things on a regular basis. That's kind of, kind of cut down on so much illness and disease. So I just, yeah, if you, if people, if you're listening, if you only do one thing, just start adding fresh garlic to your chicken's water. I mean, that's like step one, garlic and oregano is really like the two best things. And it's, it's really super easy to do. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us. Okay. So I'm going to put a link to the Chicken Health Academy in the show notes. So they could just go to that link, get more information on it and figure out how to how to sign up. It's very easy. And is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience before I give you my last question, which I think you already asked in the last. I think I did answer that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, I just I just hope people can come check it out. Um, there's no pressure. You can cancel anytime. It's super easy to cancel. So if you come in and decide you're not interested or it's not for you, it's totally no big deal to cancel. I try to keep things as simple as possible. Um, but I would love to see people come check it out and come join our private Facebook group and ask questions and start learning because it's such a wonderful journey. And it's it's so interesting to me how these different herbs can have so much positive effect on people and on chickens. And I'm just, I'm always learning new things. So yeah, I, I hope people come learn because I would love to see them in the group. Yes, yes. Well, I can't I can't remember how you answered this question last time because I always ask my guests what kind of chicken would you be if you could be any chicken? And do you oh, see that's Yeah, that's not the question you asked me that last time. So that's you? a new one. I think you asked me which of your chickens are you most like? Oh, I, did I think I? that's what you uh, yeah. <laughs> but I love this question like which to because yeah, I think I would, I have got a chicken that was just born on our homestead this year. And he, he's a rooster and I've named him Dorian. And he is a <laughs> mixture 
of Blue Laced Wyandotte and Light Brahma. And he is the most patch. He looks like a patchwork quilt. And he's so interesting looking. I wish I wish I could show you a picture of this rooster because he's he's gorgeous. But I think if I was going to pick a chicken to be like, it would be him because he just looks like this ragtag looking rooster but i love him because it's i've never seen that mixture before of blue laced wyandotte and light brahma but so it's a very happy mixture (laughs) i might have to start breeding those two more often because it was he's really pretty he's uh he's got the best of all worlds like i know (laughs) (laughs) well he sounds like a lot of fun and this has been a lot of fun heather yeah thank you so much for having me on again i love i love talking to you it's always so much fun Yep, we'll do it again. We will do it again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you to my co-producer, Kelsey Paulus, also known as the Chickenlandia Presidential Advisor. Thank you to Talking to Crows for editing this episode and to Double M Ranch for their wonderful podcast art. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to rate and review it. Because that really helps me go to go to Apple Podcasts, give me a review. Uh, and also remember, above all else, that you are always welcome in Chickenlandia. Bye. Dahlia Monterosso, also known as the president of Chickenlandia, is a backyard chicken educator in Northwest Washington. To submit your question to Bok Talk, visit WelcomeToChickenlandia.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.